On today's episode, we are going to be finishing our two-part conversation about resolving sources of tension, financial tension, between couples. It's our Till Debt Do Us Part series. Uh, Money can't buy love, but it can certainly start some spicy debates between you and your better half. We covered five good points of tension in our first part of this conversation. We'll get to points six through ten on today's episode. So join us for that. We're looking forward to the conversation today. Lots of great tips to give you and lessons to be learned from Glenn on today's episode. So let's hop to it. Thanks for joining us on the Retirement Roadmap. It's time for the Retirement Roadmap podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller once again. Thanks for joining us on the Retirement Roadmap today. Glenn, it is great to be with you, and uh, Happy New Year to you, my friend, as well. Well, you as well, Walter. I, uh, it's, uh, we're starting to get some of that interesting weather. As, as, you know, it, it's uh, you know, a little cold and rainy, and you're just hoping that it doesn't get a little colder so that it, um, then all of a sudden the snow starts in, right? That's right. Yeah, we don't want any snowmageddons or anything like that like years past, right? If it's if it's going to snow, let us know about it far in advance. And if it's going to uh, you know sneak up on us, let it be rain. <laughs> it's when they exactly. it's when we don't see them coming that we get in trouble, right? Yeah. Well, fingers crossed that uh, no major troubles will be caused through that, and uh, hope everybody's off to a great start so far in this new year. We continue our conversation about that tension between couples. A quick review, if you didn't hear the previous episode, we talked about risk tolerance in investments being a common source of tension between couples, when to retire, at what age you want to do that, whether or not to leave a legacy to the children, uh, housing questions and debates in retirement planning, and finally, we ended with retirement retirement lifestyle. What's that going to look like uh, during your golden years? So that framed our conversation the first time around. Definitely invite you to go back and listen to that previous episode if you want to get the full skinny on those five items. Glenn, we pick up today with tension item number six, being the emergency fund savings. Why would that be a source of contention among couples from time to time? Well, Walter, I mean, it becomes an interesting thing where, where you know, in a way, it, it's it, in some cases anyway, it, it is very interconnected with that risk tolerance question, right? In terms of, you know, having money, if it's an emergency fund, then, you know, obviously it's it's probably sitting in the bank or somewhere at least that, that it's accessible and, and it's, you know, there's not really any volatility tied to it or if there is, it's very, very limited. And so, you know, so obviously if there's less, there's less risk, it's probably doesn't have as much potential reward. Um, so it, it, it falls into that, that safer money, if you will. And some folks feel a little bit more comfortable having more money kind of set, set like that with less risk. And also it kind of goes hand in glove with the idea of it's like, well, if we have an emergency fund, we, you know, it's like, well, what, what kind of emergencies are likely to happen and, you know, and how much money do you really need to have there? And that's where, you know, sometimes folks, it's like, sometimes it's, it's an interesting thing where, where. You know, it, it's not necessarily a, you know a calculation of well what our expenses are and how many months we'll be needed to do, and sometimes it's just a, a just a raw number and just it's like hey I feel comfortable with X sitting in the bank right and you know and and so that's where you know sometimes the you know the other the other persons doesn't feel they feel uncomfortable is like maybe that's not enough or maybe it's that's too much and they feel like hey you know we're missing out we we should have that money working for us a little bit harder so it it gets interesting Walter. And, and so it's that that can be a real tricky one. And, 
you know, but I think it's it's a situation too where you might have some degree of uh, revisiting that because it might not say as a constant number. And what I mean by that is, is just like hypothetically say, you know, I mean, it's like if you've got a house, you know, and obviously everybody who has a house, you know, is, is thinking at some point about maybe a new roof or a new HVAC unit or, or those types of things, right? You know, and if you know that you're getting close to, you know, the end of, you know, the lifespan of something and, you know, and it's going to be a big expense, well, maybe maybe there's justification of having a little bit bigger emergency fund there because, you know, you, you think in terms of, well, that, that that's more likely to happen because we're closer to it versus it's like if you've just replaced it, well, it's like, well, that's one of those big things that could have happened that, you know, may have really, you know, potentially set us back. So, you know, it, I think it's a situation where you have to, you know, look at it you know in an active way and and it's you know when realistically look at it, it's just like well what are the what are the likely emergencies and and you know that doesn't necessarily mean that that's all you're looking at because I mean there are obviously unforeseen things that can happen but for the most part you know most most situations are you know that you, you may not be able to predict when they're going to happen but you can predict that you know that they are going to happen and and then you can start to narrow them down with you know you know it's like if you need a new car or you know you need this or that but you know to some extent it's 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 a balance between an emergency fund and just you know just and just having access to funds you know and, know, and knowing that they're there and you know and, and sometimes the, you know, the word emergency you know can make it in such that it's like it's not really thought of the same way by by each people right i mean they might take a little different definition there so you know just think in terms of you know well, what do you what are you likely to need in the in the near ter- near term if something was to happen if you know if the income sources got you know got impacted or something you know something popped in and but you know as you can tell it it can become a a little bit bigger question um you know in terms of well what to do and and how to how to deal with it you know and and again i sometimes it's uh it's just a matter of sitting down and sorting it all out sometimes if you have if you have an advisor or you're looking at having an advisor you know that's that's something that uh that they may be able to help out as well but it's uh it can become an interesting challenge in in terms of getting you know getting on the same page and agreeing with it and and uh so you know you just don't push it off to the side because it'll keep popping back up you you really want to find a a place where you can you can you can find an agreement or a compromise so that you know you can you, you don't you don't have to you know you don't have that that um, that just like that ever ever you know un, under the skin just kind of irritate irritant because you know that that can kind of come into play you know as, as as we know with with financial matters absolutely yep so easy to see why after that explanation why the emergency fund savings account and uh, process can be a source of tension perhaps between couples really underscoring the need for great communication there uh, how about this next one on our list as uh, again we're covering sources of tension between couples charitable contributions I-, I can imagine if you've got different priorities if they're maybe not aligned and in- in where you're sending money out of the household could definitely be a cause of uh, tension it can, Walter. I mean, you know, now and a lot of, I, mean, I don't see this one, you know, cropping up too often, but it, but it can. It's a situation where, you know, I mean, it, you know, more often than not, you know, most, most people, if they, if they're getting married, I think are, are relatively close on, you know, on, on this idea, 
you know, where I think some of it comes into play is as to, you know, maybe when we're, are, you know, and how are we going to be more, you know, charitable. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, some folks think in terms of, yeah, I want to be, I want to be charitable and I want to be charitable on a, you know, on a regular consistent basis all throughout life. Others think in terms of, well, you know, you know, I want to make sure that everything, all our needs are being taken care of and, you know, and I'll be more charitable with the, with the legacy planning, you know, in the, in the, on the back end, you know, because, you know, then, you know, more could possibly accumulate and, you know, and I could be more charitable without worrying about that we're, you know, possibly impacting what's, what's going on in our day-to-day life. So, you know, you, you sometimes see that in terms of a time frame, you know, um, difference, but, you know, but again, it's, 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 it's like all these things that we've talked about, Walter, it, it's, it's trying to find the, you know, the right balance and, you know, and, and where, you know, where folks want to be. Sometimes, Walter, it, it's, a, it's a situation where, you know, folks are on the same page, you know, long-term and short-term, but maybe something pops up that they think it's, it's a, it's a really, you know, uh, it, it's a real cause that, that, that needs, that needs, you know, consideration. And one person is really into that and the other person's not, you know, and so that, that can become a, um, you know, a, a source of disagreement agreement and whatnot. But, but again, I mean, it's, it's open lines of communication and, you know, and putting things out on the table, you know, and the more open and honest you are with one another, the, the, the easier it is to, you know, to find, you know, the compromises, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like when you're not sharing all of your feelings about things, then sometimes that, that, that gets a little bit, you know, tricky as well. And then, you know, as well, I mean, if you're, if you, you got to be careful in terms of maybe how you're sharing your feelings, it's like, you know, you just, be diplomatic, if you will, when you're sharing it. But it is the the idea is is that you're not keeping secrets, right? Or you're not keeping certain things away from the other person. You know, it's just a matter of you know, it's like any, anything, you know, Walter. It, it's it's not necessarily the message. It's how the message is delivered as to how somebody receives it, right? And you know, and and so when you're having these conversations on you know, in all these different topics, you know, it's, it's a lot of it comes to you know, comes to that and the and the sensibilities of you know of of, of being able to you know to know you know your community communication and communication styles of, of your of your spouse. Well, it all comes back to communication on each of these. Certainly, we can uh, beat, a, beat a dead horse very easily throughout this whole conversation, um, but all from different sources and different angles, uh, these conversations crop up on us. How about handling inheritances? Do you see that one as a more frequent cause of tension between couples, perhaps, than the charitable contributions one? Yeah, Walter, I mean, it can be, right? I mean, you know, because, you know, you have situations where, well, gosh, you know, maybe there's some debt, right? And they want to, you know, one person wants to pay it off, another person wants to spend it or possibly invest it or, you know, different things like that. And, and, you know, depending upon the, you know, the, you know, just the raw number of, you know, what's coming there in terms of an inheritance, or if you're anticipating, you know, multiple inheritances, you know, it's, it's, you know, more often than not, I, I find the, the easiest way to this one is to say, okay, well, listen, this is, this is kind of found money anyway. And so let's do some of all of these things. Maybe if there's some debt, you know, pay, you know, pay off the, you know, the, the things that are, are the, are the most, uh, you know, that are causing the most difficulty, you know, and, or if there's, there's, there's something that, that one or both have been wanting to purchase for, for, for some time, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, have some of that money go in that direction, you know, or, you know, it's like if you're if you're if all of those things are kind of taken care of, then you know maybe put it away and you know and and, and look at you know look at you know some investments for it. I think one of the big things there, Walter, though, is is that you know you I always kind of counsel people if you if you have an inheritance, particularly if it's if it's sizable, it's probably wise to set it aside for a while. 
and you know and and not get overtaken by you know hey well let's do this and let's do that you know because then you know because sometimes it's you know you, you you almost get like this buyer's remorse where he's like you spent money on something or you you put it over here or over there and you go oh you know if i would have thought about it a little bit more maybe maybe we would have done this instead and so it, it's it's a it's a situation where you know if it if it comes in like that and it's and it's like i say kind of found money you want to make sure that you're being efficient with it and really doing the right thing and not making an emotional choice and um, i mean emotions are going to play some role in it but at the same time you also want your you know you want your logic and your and your and your brain to be kind of kicking in there too not not just just reacting it's like oh gosh we've got this money let's do this and then boom and then it's either spent or put somewhere where it's maybe not as easily accessible and you know and then all of a sudden you say wow gosh we really should have done this with it instead Really like your perspective on that, and sometimes, yeah, patience and time uh, can be key in helping resolve some of these sources of tension. We have two additional ones to handle here before we're done with this episode, Glenn. Our ninth financial source of tension between couples would be insurance and how to handle the different types of coverage and and how to spend that money and levels of coverage and, you know, that that risk versus reward versus long-term planning versus short-term planning, all that kind of hits ahead there. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it, Walter. And you know, and and realistically, I mean, there there is a you know, the, most people don't really like paying insurance premiums. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, because it's money that kind of goes out, and you don't necessarily see the 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 direct benefit for it, right? I mean, that's true in in almost every type of an insurance, whether it's you know car insurance or house insurance, life insurance, whatever. You know, and but at the same time, I mean, they're important things, right? Because you know, you and you have to find the right balance for that. You know, certainly, you know, in different phases of life, you know, life insurance is is an important thing to have, whether it be permanent insurance or whether it be, you know, term insurance. You know, there's there's always a role for that, you know, for a married couple in terms of, you know, well, gosh, you know, what happens if something happens early on in life, you know, and it's all of a sudden, you know, you lose the the primary breadwinner or, you know, if maybe it's not the primary breadwinner, but it's still significant money that, w- that, that, that was coming into the household that's lost. And maybe, you know, obviously there's, there could be kids and mortgage payments and all of that. So those those things have to be looked at, you know, and you really want to try to to replace, you know, some income for, for some period of time. Time or you know or, or pay off a you know a, a something that's going to be really large there, you know there is the idea of um, you know of, of disability insurance right. I mean there's that's there's probably the one of the one of the things that that in, in forms of insurance that is, is that is taken out by by fewer people that's probably worthwhile to explore and look at. Because you know, I mean, it, you can you can become disabled, right? I mean, you could be in a car accident, or there could be some dread disease that you know, comes along, and and if you lose your ability to earn, you know, and and then you know, where where are you going to be? You know, I mean, if you if you have the commitment to a you know mortgage, and you know, you know, and and you have kids, and you know, you have you know college that you know that could be there or coming up, and you know, all the different things that, that can come into play. I mean, it, it's you know, in in relative terms, you can you can overdo it, but at the same time, you can you know you can seriously under do it as well and so you really want to find that right balance um, you know another one that's, that's a little challenging Walter is the the idea of long-term care insurance and how are you going to hedge against that risk and you know when it, you know and if you're going to do that when is the right time to do that you know do you do that when you're younger or as you're you know approaching retirement you're getting you know closer you know and how do you do it you know there's lots of different you know products that are out there on the market there's this traditional long-term care insurance where you just pay the premiums and you know and then it's there for you if you needed it or if your spouse needed it there are you know 
hybrid products like with annuities and life insurance you know products that are that are more permanent and you know in, in nature that, that that have the ability to utilize you know some death benefits or you know or you know or income benefits you know for you know that, that may pay out a little bit stronger you know in certain cases for you know for long-term care you know type events so it's not an easy thing to just you know say oh well I'm just gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna you know earmark X number of dollars for insurance and you know more often than not you know it's a situation Walter where where folks are kind of just going off of their gut or you know you know and, and it's just like a gut feeling about you know well maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that it's really a, a situation where though you you, you don't want to completely discount that but you also want to understand what you're saying yes and what you're saying no to just by you know what your what your current thinking is it's because if you you know if you if you're just kind of putting it off then you're then you're in essence you're saying no and you may or may not know everything that you're saying no to and at the same time you don't want to necessarily be just automatically oh yeah well we need to get this and we need to get that and you know and, and just just without without doing the, your your homework so to speak so you know, you want to be an informed consumer like in anything else in life and insurance is one of those really important things because there 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 can be significant benefits there for and you know and they can be there when you really need them and if you don't have those types of insurances they won't be there for sure and so it just you know you, you have to do that evaluation and again it, it's really it's really a wise thing to kind of be looking at that with you know with a you know with a financial advisor or you know an, an independent insurance agent you know that can help you really realistically look at things you know from a perspective of you know what's best for you rather than somebody just pitching you you know different products and hoping that you'll that you'll bite and buy them all good points on that one, Glenn. And it takes us to our final financial source of tension between couples for today's episode. And that would be just the general financial management. This is the, do we do it ourselves or hire an expert uh, to help us with our finances, with our retirement planning? And that bringing in a third party into this discussion is a source of uh, potential tension all on its own. Oh, there's, there's, there's absolutely no doubt about it, Walter. You know, and and you know, and and, and it's it's a, it's a situation where it's just like not everybody in in all phases of life needs you know necessarily needs to have a financial advisor. That doesn't mean that they you know, that they can't benefit by you know from advice. But you know, I mean, it's like when you're when you're early on and you know your early twenties or you know mid to late twenties, you know, and you're just kind of getting started. You know, I mean, you want to have some basic understandings of you know of you know of saving strategies and you know and, and debt management and you know and, and those kinds of things because it's you know you're trying to live life and you know and, and you're and typically in your younger years, you know, your your income is going to be less than what it might be later on, so you have less to manage, so to speak, in terms of you know having having somebody you know manage your assets, but at the same same time you know you want to really you know make sure that you're that you're making wise decisions on how you're managing the the cash flow in versus the cash flow out and you know and, and you know are you getting into debt or you know you're paying out too much in interest and and all of those kinds of things and then as you as you you know move along in life you know and you know depending upon you know what your earning level is and whatnot you know you you, you know there's the, some folks are going to need a financial advisor sooner than others but typically it's it's something that you know you want to you know you want to really explore there's no there's no harm in kicking the tires right and going out and you know and interviewing you know an advisor or you know or, or, or two or three you know no matter what phase you are in life it's 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 a situation where almost always you'll gain something by sitting down in that meeting they, they, they might raise a question or two that 
that uh, that you really weren't thinking about that that might turn out to be a, a really valuable thing for you to have been been you know con, you know considering or thinking about you know you know maybe and maybe it's not an immediate thing that you're going to do but it, maybe it's something that it's like hey wow I didn't we didn't think about that and that's something we really need to start implementing within the next few years whereas I, had you not have sat down and had that meeting you may not have just you may not have thought about it because you know everybody's just busy living life and you know and and, and going day to day for you know to, you know to work and everything else that happens and you know in life so getting those other perspectives and you know and and you know checking in from time to time is is a is a good thing and you know and i guess like i say it's it's never a one size fits all situation but it never hurts to get other opinions you know it's just like it would be like if you know trying to become your own doctor right i mean nobody's really going to do that but yet you can learn a lot you know like if you go online and you and you and you do some study but that doesn't make you you really um you know an expert you know per se and 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 to some extent you can you can have some self care with that but at the same time there's certain times where it helps to get a professional opinion and i think you know folks need to look at that this you know kind of the same way is is that you know go and 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 do that from time to time if you don't have an advisor and just you know keep checking in because there's going to be situations where you're going to you're going to learn and, and be able to make better decisions just because you're more informed. Great analysis today of this financial planning tension that often pops up between couples. If you heard a few things on today's show or the previous episode that resonate with you and say, yeah, that's a tension, uh, source of tension between us, you know, as you think about you and your spouse, um, let that be maybe a conversation starter. Uh, start going into depth of how you can maybe resolve that tension, bring it to the surface, get some resolution to it. That's uh, definitely a good thing and a good goal to have this year. And if you need some help brokering these conversations, conversations, diving into them in depth, getting that third opinion can often calm a lot of these other ones that we've talked about. You can certainly set up that time to visit with Glenn Mosseller, and he can have that conversation with you and your spouse. And make sure you've got a great financial plan in place, sort out these uh, sources of tension as well, and get on the right path to financial success in 2024 and beyond. If you want to set up that time to visit with Glenn, you can do so. It's a complimentary initial visit. Uh, All you have to do is go to roadmapfinancial.com, look for the free consultation button to schedule of time to meet. That's roadmapfinancial.com, or you can call 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for the help on today's episode, and we'll look forward to chatting with you again next time. All right, Walter. Take care now. All right, come back and see us soon right back here on the Retirement Roadmap with Glenn Mosseller. 